Like you still got the Honest Abe shirt on. Uh, yeah. Well, because I so I I came home, and um, I immediately went to the gym, and then I immediately cooked when I got home after that. Oh yeah. And then I immediately sat down and did this. So I haven't showered or anything. Very. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 76 of the Whatever Show, where we have a lot of strong opinions about topics that we are not experts on. And today, joining us on the show, we've got one of our three wonderful co-hosts, Chris Gentry. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm wonderful. How are you doing, Connor? I am doing great. And we also have a sit-in for our third a very special guest. Um, he shares the same name as my father. Please welcome Mr. Michael Doherty, otherwise known as Protocol. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I remember you mentioning that your podcast, and I was like, I want to be a guest on that as soon as I can. <laughs> hey, and here we are. Today is the day. Today I've is done the it. day. You have I've made it. You've surpassed list. You've surpassed all expectation in our test podcasts at work. Little did you know those were auditions to bring you on the show, and here you are. Oh, I never knew. Oh, yeah, the real deal. The yeah. real deal. The real show. The real Where it show. matters. I'd like what to point out show. that my my father's name is not Michael Doherty. It's just Michael. No, nah, I think it's Michael Doherty. <laughs> yeah, I've so, met him. Secretly. Mike, Michael has a, a really fun story about his name that I just think is ridiculous every time he tells it. Is it that I have the same name as my dad, but I'm not technically named after my dad? Yes. Oh, so my dad's name is Michael Patrick Doherty. He served in the Coast Guard, and when he was there, he met a gentleman by the name of Michael Edward Fouché, and that's his best friend. And whenever I was born, that's who I was named after was Michael Edward Fouché. So I'm not a junior technically, but I could be, but I'm not named after my dad. Are you a Michael? <laughs> are you Michael Edward Doherty? Yes, I'm Michael Edward Doherty. Are you not Michael Edward dash Fouché Doherty? No, that would have been really funny though. <laughs> if you just put like the Fouché in there. Throw on the end like, like uh, you're getting married and you keep both last names. Yeah, I just, I keep hyphenating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a little bit of housekeeping before we get into today's topic. Uh, it's episode 76, which means you are one episode closer to 100. That is insane. How, I know what you're thinking. Connor, there are 52, are there 52 weeks in a year? There are 52 weeks in oh, yeah. a year. And you've been doing this for four years. How have you not reached episode 100? That is called lack of commitment, my friends. But we are back. <laughs> We're good to go. Uh, so last week, we had a poll on our question. Um, the poll was, would you ever use an object, a Ouija board, or the hand from Talk To Me to talk to the dead? The answers were bring it on or hell no. And for some damn reason, people keep 50-50ing our, our, uh, our polls because I know in the last episode, Barbenheimer, Barbie ended up pulling ahead by one vote, but by the time the poll ended, it was a tie again. Mm -hmm. So uh, here we are with a tie on bring it on and hell no. We also asked the question, have you ever experienced anything paranormal? And if so... What is it? Never. We got some responses. We got some responses. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read two of them. Um, 
One of them was from a gentleman named Aaron. He said, no. Nice. I, I appreciate the punctuality, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think good. it's right he, to the point. You know, he's one of those Semantic guys. conviction. He's one of those guys who sees like scam on Facebook and think it thinks it's real. You know, he just he's got a he he's the kind of guy who speaks his mind. You know, um, no filter. In the other the other one, um, this person has not, but they once heard a loud noise in their mother's living room and came out to their vents being ripped out of the floor. It's like someone's coming and like repossessing their stuff. I so I give me those vents back. Just some guy in a high vis vest ripping out the vents. But but it's like how do how do you hide a man in a high vis vest? You know, you walk in plain sight. You're like, oh well. There's clearly just like something really reflective. Yeah, (laughs) you're just watching the hands rip up the vents. Yeah, I, I just wonder how many vents they got to get through before you notice. So, like, is just something going on out there? You're pulling them straight up out of that thing. That is the real question. How many vents can someone take from your house before you notice? That's a that, that I don't know. I mean, I live in uh, I live in a very old house, and so the only thing we get our heat from are just really old registers. And I would notice because I feel like the house is so old. You start removing those vents, some of the wood's coming with it. Yeah, yeah, those, those for sure. I, you know, I. It depends on the night. I think some nights I'm out of it. They could just take all my vents, and I wouldn't even know it. Yeah. And then uh, the good thing is I've got a few dogs. One, one of them in particular. I mean, as soon as someone even walks in the neighborhood, she's all over it. So I think I, I'm protected by the the dog attacking, who would never do any harm to anybody. I, I definitely, I definitely think. Uh... Your dogs could probably... Are they like the square vents or like the rectangular vents? A little rectangular. Oh, okay. Because I got like the square vents. So let's, like, let's say that I had your dogs over here. They could slide their little bodies right into those vents. And so, you know, I'd, I'd think after a while when I'd be missing some dogs, I'd start thinking, what the hell are they? And I'd yeah. get to look and sure enough, my vents are gone. Yeah, we, we have a smaller kitten that I think if uh, one of the vent covers was gone, I think like it would go down there. Because it keeps trying to get into like every crevice it can. Oh my gosh! The Good. curiosity of a cat. Ours came from outside in, and it's like we do everything to keep her inside. And it's like quit trying to go outside. You're not going to survive anymore. Oh yeah. You're... You we bring no... you food and put it in a bowl. It's like you don't know how to hunt for food anymore. Zero like, survival kind of... skills. Yeah, it's terrible. Could you imagine yeah, if they this... uh, if they started going through and taking like window units? Like someone walks out and like all their windows, like they don't have vents. They just, they come out and like the ghost is taking all their window units. <laughs> I keep imagining this ghost in the high vis vest. Like he's, he's doing, he's going oh, through the proper uh, channels. Have you watched Skinnamarink by chance? Either one of you. Hold on. <laughs> I, I have not, but I, all right, I'm pretty so sure Connor has. <laughs> I, I'm curious to hear if he has or not. So this is like in the movie Skinnery. There's like nothing happening in this whole movie. And it, I think TikTok made it blow up. Nothing's happening in the whole movie, except every now and then you'll get a shot. And it's like, oh, the toilet disappeared. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the doors disappeared. Oh, the windows oh, are gone. the window went away. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like, yeah. How? At what point would you not start noticing like just things randomly disappearing? Oh, the toilet's gone. 
Okay. I bought a physical shutter copy of that movie. It's just downstairs. I can't go down. Have you watched it? I have, um, but I watched it before it. I watched it before it came out. I searched the internet um, very, very intensely until I finally found a Vimeo link to watch the entire movie, and I watched it with my buddy Kevin. We we watched it over Discord together. It actually showed Michael the trailer for this house. Or yeah, I think you for, showed for this me. movie for this movie. Okay, I'm okay, thinking okay. of the trailer because, like, the whole time, the trailer's just going in this house, and yeah. uh, I, I did end up watching it, and I was bored out of my my damn mind. I was I was completely bored out of my mind. But, <laughs> but, um, it at the end of it, I have never felt more terrified to walk out of my bedroom. And into a dark, empty house alone. It, like it is weird. Like it, if they would have shortened the movie up, I think it would have been better. Absolutely. There was only there was too many like extended shots of just showing nothing. It was like super grainy. It's just random stuff you see. But it does just have this. Like if you watch it in the dark by yourself, especially, it's kind of kind of creepy. Yeah. But it's so boring. But like you say at the end of it, when you're done, it just. Something lingers there with you. Like, it. I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's nothing that I've ever seen before. I'll say that. I'll say that in the moments that there was nothing, I just kind of felt myself like, oh, man. Like, in a way, it kind of gives you a bit of suspense of, like, what's going to happen or, you know, because it gets so damn quiet. But, uh, but the other part of me was like, oh, it's 1130 at night. I probably shouldn't watch it so late. Like, it's 1130 at night. Gotta wake up for work tomorrow morning. You're sitting here watching this damn movie on your laptop, and your laptop is burning your legs off right now just because you wanted to be comfy. And it, it's just, you just don't, like, I've got an hour of this left? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's already, like... But as soon as, as, soon as things were actually happening, that's when things got incredibly interesting. I just wish it wasn't so damn boring in the spots where nothing was happening. Yeah, like, that's why I think if it was shortened up, it would have been a lot better. It's like if you cut out all the dialogue of Oppenheimer. Sure, you just get right to making the bomb. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Like, like guys are still sitting in chairs and talking. They're just like you just don't hear anything. Yeah, that's it. Like it's just like a like the entire court hearing is just a very intense stare off. Or they do it like that uh, episode of Futurama where they put them in the the metal apparatus where they like do the Morse code with their feet and that's how they communicate their testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I well I, yeah yeah I I guess I guess it could have gone like that for sure I, I oh man I it, I'm just trying to think of like movies that people just had a hard time sitting through that ended up being really good but just was so damn long and then make it boring so just cut out every little bit of dialogue from Oppenheimer <laughs> all right this is this is show number three where Oppenheimer's come up now hey be, yeah so I'm curious. Uh, Ouija board, talk to me hand. What What do you guys think? What What is there? Is that something that you've used? Would if, use to if talk I, to the dead? If I could talk to the dead, absolutely. I, I would a thousand percent try it. Just so out of morbid mean, curiosity, more than anything else. What do you mean could talk to the dead? Are you Are you claiming? Uh, are you claiming? Yeah. I I'll 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 stand that I I don't think we can, but I don't. I'm not going to stop anyone from having their own fun with it if they think they can, you know. Have you have you seen or experienced any paranormal type stuff in your uh, life ever? 
I have not. No, I uh, I've been to a couple paranormal investigations. Uh, a friend of mine has like a little uh, paranormal investigation group, and he took me with a, a couple things. But um, and I always keep like an open mind. Like I'm always like looking around and like waiting. But no, I've I've even gone to crossroads before and been like looking for a devil. Like I'm here, and then <laughs> and nothing. Like. <laughs> Come on, where are you at? I know. I, ever since a young age, I always wanted magic and all that stuff to be real. So I always was really open-minded about, like, hopefully something cool and magical happens. It, it's so 50-50 for me. I think if we legitimately did possess the power, like, without a shadow of a doubt, right? Because there's a lot of people like, oh, yeah, we can, we can. But like, are you telling me, like, right now, are you going to go grab the hand from Talk To Me and, and say, let me in, and then boom, like, you literally see a guy... Let, let's say let's say there was just like oh yeah you know you grab the hand and like you can suddenly communicate with the dead Ooh, who's spooky you gonna try it out if i knew for a sh without a shadow of a doubt in my mind that you could i'm not touching that hand i mean because those people were letting those those ghosts inside of them that yeah. that shit was wild but yeah. i have used a ouija board before um i've also used the uh the the Holes you hold in your hand, and they're like, oh, the oh, yeah. Yeah. Rods are, yeah, 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 witching sticks. Yeah. Now I believe. Have so so did did it work? Were you no. able to find the? I mean, really? like like it like it it um it moved. Yeah, but if you so if you look at a camera and you look at the if you say like you take a video camera and you record your hand, you just like you hold it up and you just record right mm -hmm. with no stabilization nothing just a straight camera and you take that footage and you you look at it you watch it you're gonna think wow i was so shaky i didn't feel so so shaky where did that movement come from well you, you have like micro jitters your, your body's always moving you know if your if our muscles were perfect then you could just stand absolutely perfectly it, it completely still and held perfect stabilization but we don't and so yeah. i think i think that in particular is a result of of just like micro jitters in the body and our 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 inability to hold our hands so like look at this i'm i'm going as steady as i can maybe i need to go to the doctor because that was pretty intense it's all that <laughs> but, workout you just did right after work uh, you just yeah. been pumping the iron too much yeah i, well, I, I will say cooking. I will say I was the kid. I was the kid that moved the thing with the Ouija board. <laughs> I, when they're when they're like, "You're not moving it." No, no, I'm not. No, oh, oh, sorry. No, it's only moving. I'm spelling out my friends' names. Like, <laughs> so uh, Preston. Preston has a Ouija board story, and I I was a part of it. So I don't know if that gives me the right to tell it, but it, it's like it's interesting. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you just experienced some like conjuring level stuff. Are are we super positive that happened, or were you like, were you like, you know, take a few too many Percocets at, at the party and 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 just no, he he doesn't do that kind of stuff. But um, I, I do I do want to I do want to tell part of the story. Uh, so it, this was when he had first gotten together with uh, with uh, Cheyenne, and um, man, this was years ago. This was back in like high school. And he wanted me to come over and use this Ouija board that he had made with Cheyenne. Like, he created. I mean, he's an artist, and he gets really creative. He made a board. 
And we all went over there, like, into Dave's garage. We shut the lights off, and it we was had, like, three bones. of us. <laughs> yeah, we did, like, the whole, like, you know, smoke and, and the candles. Um, and we sat there probably for 30 minutes. And that piece didn't move a single time. At all, and I just like I took I took my hand off, and I was like, "All right, guys, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go." Home. And they were like, "Put your hand back on that piece," and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Oh my. <laughs> I just I, I put my hand back on it, and 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 Cheyenne looks me dead in the eye, completely serious, and just goes, "We have to close the session." And I'm like, "Oh, this is scarier <laughs> than the actual thing." <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm like, I'm just looking around, like, God, suddenly I feel spooked, you know, like I'm, I'm getting kind of scared. Um, and we, we said good, we said goodbye to the ghost, but there wasn't anything there. And so, <laughs> like, I imagine like a ghost is like walking down the street, and you're like, "Bye, ghost." Then the guy he looks over, and there's like no one standing there. He's like, "Who they're talking to?" But then. But then he went on to say that he um, he had tried to get rid of the board because he used it in a different location, and it was just the most the craziest experience I've ever had. This is the part that I can't attest to because I wasn't there, and this is also his part of the story to tell. Um, but we'll see if he actually uh, if if he listens to the show, he'll comment on this on this next week. Yeah. Uh, he 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 just had like the most crazy lightning experience of his <laughs> life, and he was just like so into it, and he was like it's incredible. But then like they let a dark spirit in, and I, just, and I saw like the Blumhouse logo, and and then he's like and then we tried to get rid of the board because things were just going like things were flying off the shelf and like tables and stuff and we tried to get rid of the board and we threw it away in the trash and in the dumpster outside and then we came back in the next day we came back from like school or work whatever they're coming back from and it was in their house and i was like <laughs> and then he said we tried to burn it and it wouldn't burn and i was like well, I think, oh, <laughs> all right all right hold on hold on yeah, i don't I think that's true I also think you're not supposed to burn them. I think that's like no, part of the no. rules. You're not yeah. supposed to burn it. I, I'm, I'm almost <laughs> positive he told me that he tried to burn it. I mean, I've, I've heard so many Ouija board stories over the years, but I know for a fact the part of the story that he was legitimately I, spooked by was him throwing it away into a dumpster and it reappearing I, in his house. I thought I thought they were out like in this wooded area with this lake and they tossed it in the lake and then they showed up the next day. And it was at the house. <gasps> that might have been what they did instead of burning that... it after the trash can, because he definitely told me about the trash can. But yeah, but they like maybe pitched it off somewhere, and it, yeah. it ended up showing it back. Kept, it just kept coming back, and I, and I was like, "Dude, that's gotcha." <laughs> yeah, I, that's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if dude, if it actually happened, I I have a very strong stance about uh, how I feel if I see a ghost, and I probably won't say it on this show. But if I, real life, ever come face to face with a demon or a ghost, I'm throwing, <laughs> I mean, my, I'm plunging myself into that body of water. Well, it, it, it's almost like it, uh, it changes the reality you've accepted. Yeah. If you happen to run into like a demon or something, you're like, oh, yeah, my brain can't handle that. <laughs> yeah, I cannot Bye. perceive that. <laughs> It's almost, I, I think it's, like, part of the reason why, like, I think Congress probably did legitimately confirm aliens, and we're all just like, nah, <laughs> probably not, probably not. <laughs> until, until they're flying above my house, I don't think they came here. 
Yeah, but then the minute <laughs> that happens, I'm cranking REM, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of the uh Chris, what about you? What about what about you and this whole uh, Ouija board uh hand experience? You know, I've never touched a Ouija board. You know, I've watched The Exorcist when I was young and I was like, there's no way I'm going near one of those things. Now, I have had paranormal type stuff that have happened in houses we've lived in before, and I've kind of shared those on older episodes that we've talked about some of this back in like, I think it may have been last Halloween or the Halloween before. And hey, we're going in the Halloween just, season right now. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of getting feeling the, the vibe here with this discussion. But it's like some of those things happened when I was a kid and seeing my parents react to them because that was stuff that they experienced. It was like, I mean, and my parents aren't anything like, oh, we we are Ouija board users and, and believe in ghosts and all that stuff. But just weird occurrences that happen in a couple of the houses we lived in and some of the history of like the lot of the house. Cause there was like old house torn down, burned down. And then they had rebuilt, um, on, on this site. There was weird stuff like, um, TVs flickering on and off, um, moving remotes into other rooms, thinking that it was like shortened and it would turn on, change channels. We would have, we would have sounds like what they appeared like footsteps walking across our uh, ceiling, not outside, but like on the inside of the house sounds like footsteps walking across and just crazy things. Like um, at the house, we not at this house, but one we moved to later on, actually when I was older and my kids were born, uh, my niece and which uh, Preston's sister and my daughter and son, I think at the time was just sitting out in my parents' garage and all of a sudden this lamp just like goes crashing off the end table and nobody was even around it. So it's like weird stuff like that. And it's like, is that like something that's followed them along the way? Is it in yeah. these different locations where these houses are? So it's not like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, but it is when you start experiencing it and seeing it, it's like, that's weird. Why is that? Why did I, that happen? I almost want to say, like, you know, I have obviously definitely experienced things because we have talked about them on the show, and I've even told Michael a few of them. I've I've certainly experienced things in my life that I just have no explanation for. Um, but yeah. it, it seems that whenever we try to go looking for these things, is when they don't show up, and I think that's where I get so discouraged because because I, you know, I, I I could pull out my copy of the Necronomicon. I'm looking at it right now. Like I could I mean obviously the Necronomicon is not a real book, you know, it's not a real religious yeah. book, but but uh you know, it's just it's it's things like that that I have purposefully tried to put myself into researching to try to like get to the bottom of things or to bring upon I God, maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't want to bring upon anything right now. I'm <laughs> over it. But uh you know, but, like, like I just wanted to to get some answers. Because yeah. I have experienced weird things in my life. Like, I, I have experienced lamps being thrown off of, of, off of end tables or, or just, like, weird electrical things happening in the house that I, I literally cannot explain. And voices yeah. coming from parts of the house where no one was there. Like, it, it, and it's happened my entire life. My entire life. But then the minute I go out there and put myself into a situation that is completely, like, set up for something to come and contact me it does not happen 
and I do not know why. I I, I don't. Yeah. I think my my stance isn't necessarily no, they're not ghosts. I think my stance is more. It's a lot more complicated. That. I also think a lot of those things can uh, stem from like a like a fear of the unknown. Because the moment you go to try, you're certain what you're looking for, and then the moment you have that certainty, like the your brain isn't free to like think of other things or create situations or things like that. Yeah, I think it catches you off guard too, and and that's the thing. Like you're not prepared for it. Like when you're yeah. prepared, you're going. You're like, we're gonna see this, and I I just think it's you're not in the the right not frame of mind but i just like you watch these shows where they go into these haunted asylums and everything and like it's very rare that you see something now sometimes they catch an image of of a, a bean or whatever down the hall or coming out of a door mm -hmm. just at the right time you see something cross uh, a video but it's very rare but it's like the times when you're just not expecting it the unexpected happens and and you can't create that there there are things that uh that i've seen where i'm just like wow i wish i could have been there to experience that happening for example there was a house in gary indiana and this house has has uh, inspired many 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 famous horror scripts and uh, i believe it's like every family that used to move in there was out within a month out completely out in a month it didn't even matter if it financially ruined them finally people started going there to investigate and you would have you would have investigation teams never like pledging that they were never going to go back there you had mediums that wouldn't even step foot on the property because they were just like they were like having panic attacks even pulling up to the place um i think the only one i've ever seen in there like on camera is chip coffee you know he's the the, that that famous television medium it's always on those shows and then zach baggins bought the house and this was after he had taken over the um the warren's um paranormal museum and he did his investigation and he uh like he stayed overnight and then when he woke up the next day he had scratches all down his back and he had lost his eyesight. He had woke mm. up and he was completely partially blind. He had to go to the hospital and he had to receive some kind of surgery to help restore something. Uh, and it, it, call it a coincidence um, that he just suddenly had this happen to him. But there, like, there's a proven factual history of families moving into that house and moving out as soon as they get in. The, uh, there's a haunted place uh, that I went to for one of those paranormal investigations with my friend, and it was Ashmore Estates. It's one of the ones Ghost Adventures went. It's the one that Kevin Orpert went Fell to. down the stairs uh, at? Broken arm he, or he leg or something. He was pushed over by a ghost, uh, is what it is he was saying. Um, but we were there. And uh, when you got into, like, the room that they had set up as, like, the main hub where you would kind of work out of, um, like, people had signed the walls. So there were just, like, signatures, probably hundreds, if not, like, a couple thousand signatures on these walls. Yeah. And there was, like, Ghost Adventures was kind of by itself. I, I had a theory that they erased names that got close to it because it was, like, a, almost a perfect circle around mm. it of, like, nothing. So I signed my protocol, like, right underneath theirs. <laughs> So if it's if someone ever goes there and it's not there, let me know because uh, I have a theory that they just alcohol wipe anyone that signs close to them. But um, yeah. 
whenever I saw all those names, I turned to my friend. I'm like, you're telling me not. I mean, like, because I was going with it, right? I wanted to be all in. I was like, assuming that these there's spirits here, you're telling me not one of these like hundreds of signatures wasn't like an exorcist that came through and just like cleanse the place. <laughs> yeah, I was like, kind of, kind of spoils it when you have this many people that have come here. That's now, true. Do you, uh, Michael? Do you actually happen to know where you can find this Ghost Adventures episode? Because I've was, tried looking for was, him. It was, uh, it was Ashmore Estates was the location, so I don't know if that'll help narrow it down. But Kevin Orprit, uh, WTHI Ghost. I'm just gonna Google that and see if anything pops up. Um, and the first thing that I get is accident leads to arrest of Kevin Orprit. Kevin gets arrested. No, 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 that's, that's, unre- that's unrelated. <laughs> that's, that's, that's unrelated. That's ha- yeah. oh, here we go. Kevin, Kevin Orprit. Kevin Orprit drops f bomb on live TV. Kevin Orprit gets arrested uh, again. Way down He changed prescriptions around that time. It's not his fault. <laughs> Accident leads to arrest of Kevin Orprit. God, good lord, what is happening with this man? Hey, I gotta tell a Kevin Orprit story. It was, it was, it was, it was big news at the time. Oh wow, he's so, on a ghost so of just like these chili cook-offs and stuff and and I know a guy that was uh at one of these events and so Kevin Orpert comes through and te- taste test all these chilies. So th- they're going to serve these and people take test samples out to taste them and and kind of judge on who's got the best chili. I don't know how long ago this was, but here comes Kevin to do his taste test grabs his spoonful of chili over each of the bowls and just kind of hovers and brings the chili up to his <laughs> mouth. And you know, as soon as that bite happens, uh, it drips right into the chili bowl. It's like, nope, I'm out. I don't want any more chili. It's <laughs> like, dude, you don't hover over the chili bowl to eat your chili or sample your chili. Take I, it away from the bowls, Kevin. I, I, I've been cup, thinking... Walk away. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about uh, about how... Uh, man, even when you Google it, like you literally, you're giving you're giving Google everything to look for. You pick Kevin Orpert, WTHI ghost, and you still and, can't find it. And you're still getting shit about him, like getting arrested. Like I understand he was arrested. Come on, I'm past it. Let's go. Right, like he's just yeah. a meteorologist, for God's sakes. We've um, all moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a Kevin Orpert ghost. Ad- Kevin Orpert ghost adventures wiki fandom. He made it. He did it. He made yeah, it a meteorologist adventures. from Terre Haute was on Ghost Adventures, but if there's no link or anything to it, I'm I surprised they don't say episode, episode on YouTube. It's a uh, oh, did you six episode one? Do you have the? Do you have nice. the? Can you find the part where he he falls down the stairs? I I would like to show it on the show. I have to buy it. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Episode available for purchase. Send me the link. <clears throat> I'll buy it. Yeah, I figured. I figured you might be. All right, so. Connor, if if you find it, you can post it uh, for yeah subscribers I'll, that can get to that video. I'll link it in the bottom. I'll link it in the bottom. And if you want to check out the video, we will we'll do a little segment where we pull it up and watch it for after. You can find that in our subscriber only section, along with Michael taking his clothes. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Oh, he, he, he did consent to that if he needed Maybe. to. He, Gotta subscribe he told to me. Out. He told me <laughs> anything, anything. He like, he would literally do anything no to get on the show. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go. <laughs> you just didn't know what you were signing up for. I read it. <laughs> Sign me up. 
So, uh, Chris, you, I believe that you are, are leading us in today's topic, despite the fact we are halfway yeah. through this episode already. I think we're, we're this is usually about so, when we start the start the actual show part. Of. So let's take a hard. <laughs> yeah, let's take a hard shift, but really not, um, because this kind of ties back with movies a little bit. But really, more general discussion. You know, we've talked about Disney. They've been in the news a lot recently. Now, just today, an announcement came out. Disney has been really pushing hard the streaming platform for a little while, Disney Plus, right? What we had kind of seen this year happening is like they would put up, they would invest a lot of money into certain shows, put them up on Disney Plus, and then just pull them off and show them as a loss to the company because they were just hemorrhaging money. I mean, they brought by Bob Iger back to be the CEO to try to clean some of this up. What's weird that's happening now, so I do Electric Entertainment. I talk about physical media a lot, and you can look behind me, and I mean, that's what Ryan and I are all about, collecting physical media, watching the movies we like, having them, owning them, so they can't get ripped off a streaming service and never be able to see them again. It's kind of what Disney's been doing here recently. However, just today, we got the announcement and actually four days earlier, we got another announcement. So we'll start four days ago. Uh, we get the announcement that they're actually going to release some 4K physical media releases of some movies and TV shows that people absolutely love. The first one that they're going to be dropping is uh, Prey on 4K. And this is just an, a continuation of the Predator series that was only on streaming service with Disney Plus. Great movie. Everyone loved it. Everyone wanted it to come out and they just never kind of moved forward with that and didn't think they ever would. So you've seen boot, uh, uh, bootlegs of these all over the place. Well, they did. They came out about a couple weeks ago and said, we're pulling all of our releases away from Australia. So Disney, the last movie that they're releasing on a Blu-ray DVD format is Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the latest yeah. release, uh, year th or the third one. That's going to be the last movie that they put out in Australia as a physical release. But here in the States, we're now getting announcements of Prey being the first one. Today, they announce that they're dropping on 4K, and these are still book Best Buy exclusives. Then they'll come out with regular standard releases, I'm assuming, after that. But these are the ones that were announced. Steelbook 4K's Best Buy exclusives of the first two se or yeah first two seasons of Mandalorian, as well as WandaVision, the complete series, and what was the other one? Loki. Loki was their fourth one. Season yeah, one was their fourth one. That yes, season one because season two is coming out here soon. So they're releasing all these physical releases, assuming they're seeing the, the decline in the streaming, because I think they've lost a lot of subscribers there. But also what kind of Bob Igers has come in to try to do is uh, really trim it down to where they're not bleeding money out. So I think there's been a lot of layoffs. He's been trying to change some other things, but also the price of Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN is going up as well. Are, are so, we, I mean, what are your thoughts with where Disney's going? I mean, what what's happening right now with Disney? I thought, so first off, this was a completely different topic than I thought you were going to pull out. Um, 
because because there are so many things happening with Disney, I think it's hard to just like pin down, you know. Um, first being, I thought you were going to bring up the rumor about uh, them supposedly Apple. selling off all their stuff. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Not there yet. I don't think I. I don't either. I don't think Apple wants to get into that. I think they would yeah. be foolish right now to purchase Disney. I think Disney too big of a... would not do it. But I mean, there's too much there's too much debt, liability, all that when Apple's just raking it in with what they've got their niche market in with the phone. Yeah. And what their streaming service is too. Apple TV does pretty well. Um they the 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 thing about Apple TV I think it separates them is is they um how do I put this in a way for all the kids to understand? They only do bangers. Does that make sense? Like, like yeah, one, like, yeah, a, like yeah. a, they're, <laughs> they're coming out with, um, they literally funded a Scorsese movie. Like, what? That's insane. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, I've never, I never heard of Netflix. Well, I never mind. I take that back. Actually, they have, um, never heard of Hulu doing that. Never heard of Disney doing that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, Disney, every time they do like reports, um, it's always really high. So there's other parts of the business that's helping keep the entire thing afloat. Um, man, we're, we're moving towards losing Blu-rays. We were moving towards it. No matter, no matter the rate at which it was coming, we were moving towards it. I think that... Do you think so? I, I think, I don't know. I think Disney's seen that there's still a market to be profitable with some of these why would they why would they get back into it i i at think this point i think disney's similar to nintendo knows they have a really really dedicated base and they'll kind of like they can keep giving like they can be like oh we're gonna do physical medium now and then just like put that out and they know they're gonna have millions that are gonna want want to buy that i i think i think it's i think it's gonna be the difference between mass-produced blu-rays and uh limited release blu-rays and i think the price for them is going to climb uh because i don't think it's going to get any more expensive than the most expensive blu-ray you can get which is what like a 4k blu-ray limited edition probably runs you a 30 33 bucks or something it's not a box set um i think it's yeah, going to be yeah. more just stuff like that at around that price point dvds it is it already it, it it's already there i mean we're a collector's market now it's not the ten thousand million of copies of of whatever movie show what have you it's it's in the lower thousands now yeah. and a limited release is like five or six thousand and and that's pretty limited comparative to a few years ago but it's like man it was like they were totally stepping away now they're kind of stepping back in and hopefully it's good because there's a lot of fox titles that disney has kind of their hands on that they've not released that a lot of people are wanting to see the, I think the big thing about, um, ah, man, I, I think the big thing about physical releases is you got guys like us who have, who, well, I, you have a, you have a room literally dedicated to watching movies in, uh, I am in the process of creating a room like that, but I've had them in the past where I've, I've set up such an ideal place for watching movies. Um, it's different, I think for us, Chris, because there is so much compression that happens over streaming that you you might think well no netflix says you're streaming in 4k well mm. no you're actually streaming in 3.6k and your tv makes it like it does the other four for yeah. you 
Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, that's not how it, how it works exactly. But when you live in the boonies, like Chris and myself, you didn't always have the power to stream. Um, honestly, streaming was a luxury. I remember, I remember watching the first like two seasons of Sherlock, um, and like Doctor Who and stuff. And I waited probably five minutes for one episode to load, just to load, just to get going. And then like that, that's great. If it, if it, like, can you keep it from buffering in the middle of it? Um, that's when physical releases for me became such a huge thing. And obviously, I still go out and buy them today. I'm starting to to just kind of like weed myself out of it a little bit. I've been buying more digital movies because I don't, they, as far as I know, when they pull movies off of streaming services, because I know they have pulled some movies completely for you even to purchase, you do not get refunded that. You keep that movie in your digital library. So they, they can still censor and edit that movie, even though it's in your library. Disney yeah. has just recently done that with uh, a, an old title from the late 70s, early 80s, because of some of the language that was in it that's not PC or fitting for the times that we live in now. But anybody that had a digital copy of that purchase, not just going and renting it today, purchased, finds that that censored title is is one that they would have bought maybe a, a couple years ago has been censored with today's version of it sitting in their library. So they can not necessarily take it away, even though Sony's done some of that um, in other areas. Uh, they can edit it, though. I, I think that's that's so wild. I mean, it's not the first time we've ever heard of things like that. Like, I mean, for God's sake, George Lucas went through and, and just kept redoing his, his original three movies over and over and over again for every single re-release. I, I have I was lucky enough to have my dad's first VHS tapes from the movies when they came out, and I played yeah. I played uh, Empire Strikes Back. I just looked at the vast differences, and I, I played it Return of the Jedi, which is like oh my god, like you know, you know Jabba is still original Jabba. He's not he's not some CG mess. It just doesn't look like he fits. I remember. What do you the... think? I remember as a kid, I, I used to have a bunch of VHSs as a kid, and I had them all in one neat stack. Uh, out of the case, of course, because I was a little kid, and I just liked how they looked all uniform. Uh, and then my cousin came over, and he had, like, a fruit punch, and he, like, uh... without paying attention, it started, like, dribbling down the front of him, and then he was standing over them, and then it went down and ruined every single VHS oh, I had in my man. stack. And I, and I had like all uh, my Digimon movies, like all my, it was just a stack of literally my favorite movies in the world <laughs> and they just got destroyed. And I was like, Oh, and I don't think I ever bought, I don't think I've ever bought like a physical anything since then to my knowledge, I, except for like games and stuff. So uh, what about the movies on, so let's talk digital, um, like the movies that they released, Willow was one of them. They came out with, with willow they pulled it off the platform and showed it as a loss to the company so they write that off get the benefits of that loss on their taxes and we as a consumer can never see that unless you yeah. find a bootleg copy of it for like 20 years or whatever that time period is that they can't bring that title back to the platform because they've already written it off what are your thoughts on that is that right i mean does that just cheapen the I, 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 the creativity I think, the art that is being produced and developed by these people yeah i think it is a shame because i've talked to one of my friends about this where like the i would say the main downside to like the streaming 
kind of world we're going to is there going to be some titles that are just lost forever just because like yeah. no one puts it on their their streaming site and then like you have to know someone has a physical copy or something at that point if you really want to see the movie Sad. I, here, here's another way to look at it and i i'm really like i think it's ridiculous i don't think you should be doing things like that because there are a lot of people who worked on that film who are proud of it i'm sure and and you know i'm sure they really just want to be able to have something to show for it uh maybe not some of the people involved but when you look at it like this you begin to understand their placement on things whether or not it's right as consumers yeah, I mean, obviously we get upset when we're disappointed in certain actions by companies. Preston's made that abundantly clear. But I think in this day and age, when you have a company like Disney, you're not making movies because you like to make movies. You're making movies because it's a product. Uh, it, it's, it's, like, it's, like putting out, it's like putting out a device that has to be recalled or putting out something that just completely flops, you know, putting out a car with the seatbelts don't work and everyone dies in a car wreck. Like, it, it's... It's a loss, and the company has to treat it as so. And so I think when you get into companies that deal so largely in media, you have to start thinking, well, how do they, how do, they do it? Because, I mean, they're a company like everyone else. You know, they follow, they follow the same rules as everyone else. Why can't they have some of the same benefits? So I think, like, when you look at it from the business perspective... Well, I... Some of these, they're just creating two put out there to pull it off the platform to show it as a loss to benefit in the tax world and that is wrong is it yeah. is, I, is, I, it, I is it a specific created... action like like do you, you don't you don't think it's created because for the sake of it being created i don't know if it is to be honest with you i think some of these streaming uh services with how saturated the market is are looking for ways to to as cheaply put together a film to put it up to pull it down to show it as a loss cheaply made yeah. value it at a higher rate like we're we expected this many views for this product to generate this many subscribers it didn't so we're just pulling it off yeah full, fully well knowing i think that they wouldn't gain that many subscribers for it so it's almost created as a tax benefit for them yeah i think they green light a project that they're like hey if it does well awesome if it doesn't we'll just pull it and it's probably get, gets like a lower budget than some of the like bigger bigger productions and stuff yeah i think so <clears throat> okay so i th there's a little bit of a section of this uh article that i want to read um why remove willow the simple answer is money keeping shows on streaming platforms cost companies money they have a reason to keep the show on the platform for every series like stranger things it continually draws the new subscribers to netflix there are dozens of shows that get a few seasons and that are cut from the service while netflix has a reputation for cutting shows Warner Brothers has also made headlines for CEOs to, for the CEO's decision to cut a lot of HBO Max original content before rebranding the service. Willow was always likely going to have a tough time um, because it was never going to be like it, it's not going to be the Mandalorian. Pretty much is what he's saying. Um, mm -hmm. Star Wars and Marvel bring in new subscribers, but it's very difficult for other Disney Plus original series to break through. Uh, given the cost of Willow, that threshold was always going to be higher than many other shows on the service. Another issue uh, with money is residuals. For original content like Willow, actors are paid a percentage based on the project's popularity. There is always a net loss for any company, but if the project drawing is massive viewership, companies are willing to pay more in residuals because the show is making money. If the show isn't drawing massive viewership, 
residuals will factor into its future on a service, even if the residual is less than the show's successful show's residual. So the show Willow, specifically Willow, was debuted November 2022, and it only aired until January 2023. How, how would it have enough time to show that it was profitable? Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. I I wonder, you know, my my dad started that movie and he got twenty minutes into it and he shut it off. He thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah, I I I don't know. I haven't even seen the first one. Um, the you know the crazy thing about it is that it actually got pretty decent reviews. But when when you look at it, it's it's one of those things where if you pull it up on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a pretty good critic score, but. Uh, the audience score was pretty low. I think this is going to be something that happens to a lot of shows moving ahead because, I mean, you, you it's not like you just put a show up and it lives there free. Like, a show pays rent. It, it takes up server space. They have to pay to use that bandwidth. So, I, I, I mean, I understand, completely understand that it just makes absolutely no sense to pull it down after that amount of time. But uh, I, to make that decision also makes sense. But it makes more sense to do it later. You know? like Because every show, whether or not it was internal, has a contracted runtime. But I guess since it was a Disney original and they're the studio that literally made it, like, I guess they could just pull the they plug whenever. They got the whenever. choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's kind of... Pull it down whenever. It's kind of like all these streaming services before Disney Plus came along had contracts to play their movies. And so they, they will occasionally come off and move to like Netflix or move to Amazon Prime um, or like Apple. But they always come back, you know, they always come back. And, and there's that contract, that contract runtime with the studios. So I don't know. I mean, Interesting. Maybe, Disney's, maybe... Disney's got some interesting things that are happening this year it seems like so would you would you yeah. equate would you equate something like this i'm gonna ask both of you uh would you equate something like this to something on television getting canceled pretty much immediately and then never having reruns because there are some shows that exist that you cannot buy physical copies of that had probably a one two season runtime that literally never appeared again like a great example was Faulty Towers. Like that didn't have that didn't have a following until later in its life. Yeah, I kind of would, but however, I think those can still be purchased by another mm -hmm. another um I I like who put that out? Who was the the show you just talked about? Who Faulty Towers. Oh, that was a yeah. BBC show. That was back in the day, BBC. Okay, so that it was, was around Monty Python time. Okay, so I'm sure they had the ability to be able to sell that product or that that uh, TV show to another studio or another another company. Where another Disney in this, yeah, in this case, I don't think they have that capability because they're they're taking it down and writing it off as, as a loss. I don't think they can sell that product to anybody else. Do you Even know if I think, they wanted to, Michael? Uh, go ahead, go ahead and answer. I got, I got to, I got to latch onto this thought though. Uh, yeah, I do, I do kind of agree. Where like I think the uh, that the as Chris said that the, you can um you can sell they can sell that show like it might not have done well and they're like oh we really thought this was gonna do well but then they can kind of like vault that 
which like Disney did with a lot of their older movies, and they can bring those back. I'm sure they could bring it back one day if they get like a big cult following. Like, um, I know some shows did that with Adult Swim, where like it got like a huge following, and then later on they brought more of that stuff back. So I think it's uh, whereas Disney, it's like once they once they got rid of Willow, I I don't expect Willow to come back to any streaming service for like, I possibly our it's lifetime. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so so here, here's my thought. Disney will never do that because this is what happens when you own the studios that you were wanting to release from. I mean, look, like, they bought Pixar, and Pixar could have had a future working with other studios, but no, Disney bought Pixar. They bought yeah. Marvel, and, they, and the only reason they don't have all the Marvel characters is because of Marvel's decision to sell off certain rights beforehand. And they, have, they own Lucasfilm, which Willow is a Lucasfilm product so it's not going anywhere yeah and it almost becomes like a monopoly i guess and is that a good thing for creativity and entertainment i don't think it is i mean i think they still do a lot of good things but i think what we're seeing this year it's it really makes me kind of question like is this a good thing for us as consumers of entertainment when we're seeing them gobble up all these companies and then seeing how they react just from a dollar standpoint. And I totally get it, Connor. They're a company. They can't, they can't make a loss, Mm -hmm. but your business model can't be, well, we're just going to create this to make a return on our losses and just wipe it off our network. Netflix at least will keep the show up if they decide to cancel it. I think my huge example of that is uh, 1899. Like, in well, another example that I thought was great that they ended up taking down, um, well, that they canceled was uh, Sandman. Sandman series was really like that was a great show, but they decided uh, they decided to they decided to cut it and they and yeah. they got rid of it. But the we do have the power to change things, and this is where I like I, I we have one of those rare opportunities as an audience to shape the world around us. I think we've we've all been there like we have thought like wow if they could just do this and this in a movie and then suddenly they're doing it i think we're past that point but enough people signed a petition to bring sandman back and so sandman got renewed for a second season um yeah so it's possible so you know i i think i think the the thing is if you want will to come back you just got to yell loud enough and get enough people get to yell at the going. same time. Get a petition going. But here's the thing with Willow, though. I don't think you're going to find enough people to, to yeah, get it to not, come back. <laughs> I'm not fighting for Willow by no means. I'm just fighting for the creators and those that were involved with it because yeah. I hope this does not become the norm. That's all, all I'm saying. I, I, would, I would be horrifically upset if I was in those shoes and something I created got taken down like that. Uh, there's a similar case where John Green, who wrote The Fault in Our Stars, he's actually an Indiana author. He lives up in Fishers. Yeah. Um, I believe he lives in Fishers. He does live in the greater Indianapolis area. Um, the Fishers School District actually went through and did a whole like review on their library and went through and pulled a bunch of books that they didn't deem worthy of... Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess... Like, effectively putting them on a ban list and the fault in our stars is one of them um i cannot tell you a single thing about that book that makes it go to the ban list i've read it quite a few times actually shamefully and he fought so hard to get that book taken off of of that ban list and 
I, I don't know. It's censorship. Yeah. That's all there is to say about it. Yep. Censorship and money. What is this world coming to? Suddenly, Britney Spears isn't Britney Spears anymore. <laughs> is she going by something different? No. I think she's still Britney Spears. I think she, you know, it's like Kanye West. It's like, like he's weird still... Britney Spears now. Yeah. They just become weird. Like, yeah. what's up with Madonna, too? Have you seen her lately? They all just... I think, I think I she, like... I don't know what like... happens. I think it's the fame. I, mean, I think it just goes back to last episode. I think the fame gets to you. I guess. Man. Our boss, uh, our boss who is not to be named, because uh, we have quite a few bosses. Gets I'm glad like... you don't wear a work shirt on here. Oh, it's, it's it's in reverse um i've talked about work so many times people know where i work uh he gets he gets like botox injections um pretty regularly which is which is fine um i think at some point though people have to stop uh, just just from like like looking at madonna like i think she's got to she's probably she better stop soon you know yeah she better stop probably at should least. have stopped if a long time ago. ago, yeah. At least Britney Spears <laughs> looks like she's wearing down. Yeah, maybe not in a good yeah. way, but she's like getting wore down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling it the Kanye West effect. Just start yeah. wearing jumbo size boots and yeah. crazy outfits. I it was uh, it was Madonna that uh, kissed Drake at Coachella, wasn't it? On stage, I think so. I saw a meme where like it was a picture of her kissing him, and it was like. She's not actually kissing him. She's sucking the youth out of him. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> what, uh, Michael, you, you showed me a picture of that guy who's been doing blood transfusions. Oh, yeah. What to make himself name? appear younger. Um, and he, like, got his cheekbones shaved and everything. And now he just looks like... Oh, my God. He looks like him. He looks like he his age. Yeah, like he's... What was his name? Uh, billionaire... Uh, but yeah, basically he um, he's spending like millions of dollars a year trying to stay young. Uh, Brian mm. Johnson, um, but he's a let's see, founder of uh, Braintree. Uh, he wants he wants to be eighteen again, and like when you see photos of him before versus now, he looked like way better before. He's like he oh, what's his process? He he got, takes like I think over a hundred pills a day. He gets like Botox. He's working with like, um, like a team of like doctors to make him younger. And he does blood transfusions with his own son, and then he gives his blood to his dad. So it's like a, ro oh, wow. a generational rotation of blood. I guess the son is SOL because he's just like missing a pint of blood periodically. Uh, I think it's Poltergeist over in Connor's. House. Yeah, I, I'm 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 listening. I'm also effectively trying to find the part where Kevin Albert falls down the stairs. But uh, it, this, he's been you, on the hunt for an hour now trying to find this clip. Well, it actually finally just like popped up, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is going." Um, Michael, that makes me think of: Have you guys seen the um, hotel season of American Horror Story? No, no. Where Lady Gaga keeps the kids in like this hidden away compartment, and she like feasts on their blood. I uh, I watched the season with the the school shooter in the gimp suit, and that's, then that's the first one. Ah, yes, I did not watch past that season. I was like, how many seasons enough. are there? There's like eight or nine, I think. 
Hey, you know, they're all anthology. They're not really connected until it gets like Apocalypse, and then it's all fucked from there. Um, well, I haven't dropped enough bomb in an episode for a while. I'm going to take that out. Uh. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I think they cut him out of this. <laughs> I have not seen Kevin Orbert once at the Ash I, I think it's pretty early on. Like, it's during the day when they interview him, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, so he falls down. Oh, he's just, he's just interviewed. He doesn't actually go. Yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't fall down in this. He's recalling a story where he. Oh, so he, he actually doesn't there. get pushed down. No, but he, he'll do, he does this thing in the episode where he like walks around, like as he's telling the story. And well, after he tells the story, they're like, where's Kevin? And they can't find him. And he's outside with his hands on his head, just like walking around pacing outside. I remember this. <laughs> I mean, what year he, was that? When did that happen? Oh, I don't know. It was um This was season six of Ghost Adventures, so someone look up when season six was <gasps> Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, hold on. Should we cut to it or is this now officially post up? Let, look we hit an hour. Let's wrap it up. Uh any final words before we get on to our, our amazing subscriber only after show? I think uh, you need to uh, definitely subscribe so you don't miss this. That's for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening in, Michael. I want you to do some some self some self promoting. Uh, a little bit of self promo. Uh, yeah, you can pretty much if you look up Brotocol B R O T wait B R O T O C A L uh, on Google. That's pretty much my username for across all my social media is Brotocol. I usually stream on Twitch. Uh, and rarely upload YouTube videos, but you can find me on Twitch if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's about what I got for now. Hopefully, there's Sweet. a link to my stuff. Yeah, there, 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 <laughs> there will, there will be links. There will be links. Uh, but thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. We're definitely oh, gonna have you back. Me. We're we're gonna have you back. We we sometimes Chris and I we get on rants. We just talk and talk and talk and talk. And I don't ever feel like our guests get ample enough time to talk, which is why we have to always bring them back for another episode. <laughs> Awesome. We, I'm excited. We, we have got to get you. We've got to get to know you more outside of the work environment. Um, well, also, just some of the random stories I do tell at work. They they transfer over well here. They yeah, I feel like well. some of those will transfer over. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us on episode 76 of the Whatever Show. We will be back next week with another show. Uh, we need we need a we need a topic. We need like a we need a poll for this week's uh, poll, I guess. Um, what do you guys think about pulling shows off of streaming? Do you think that they should censor it? Do you think they should make changes? Do you think they should write it off? Do you think they should pull it down at all? Let us know below. I feel like this won't be a so 50-50. No, it's not going to be. I don't think so. <laughs> Better I, not I'm, be. I'm, 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 definitely, I'm definitely think it's going to lead more towards, towards no. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Till then, peace out piss off bye bye all right i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep you guys on here for a second